Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com, home, auto, life, business, all the insurance needs you're looking for, all to protect what matters most. They're here to serve you all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com, true professionals and best in the biz with insurance needs we got a lot to recap here on a monday i am back here in the producer chair after my trip to which was actually downing town not guatemala or whatever steve was talking about on on thursday i had a i was in a wedding for a buddy of mine from high school and it was a good time so but i'm happy to be back and back at it and lots to recap and despite being a little busy on saturday because we had a nice setup, we were actually at the Downingtown Country Club, hosted or uh, owned by Eagles quarterback Ron Jaworski. And beforehand, we had a chance to like play pool and and uh, watch TV and stuff. So I kept, I did get to see some of the games early on. I didn't see though Iowa losing, and the minute I saw that score, I was just laughing in my head. And that's exactly what they get, karma, after how those fans treated Penn State a couple weeks ago. So I like seeing that, and I think it kind of shows you where Iowa is as far as where they can be as far as a contending team goes. Will they meet? Could they potentially meet a Penn State or Ohio State or whoever comes out of the East in the Big Ten title game? Yeah. But are they a college football playoff team? No. I don't think they are. I think, and though some of those offensive flaws you saw in the Penn State game in the first half came about throughout the game in the loss to Purdue at home. Then there's what happened with Tennessee. And <laughs> this I did not see either. But that just is a nutshell of the state of that football program right now. But no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how bad a call might be, 
and that was a bad call. It was a very bad spot. It was clearly a first down, and obviously that killed the momentum of Tennessee, and they lose the game to Ole Miss. But you still cannot have that kind of behavior, at a, especially at a college football game. Because, as we mentioned before, with the NIL stuff and everything else, these, these are still student-athletes competing. Some of these guys that, or I should say really a good amount of these guys, aren't going to be doing this for a living. So they don't want to be exposed to all this nonsense when they're just trying to play a football game. Sure, it was a big game. Sure, of course, as we mentioned before, it's been a bad couple of seasons for Tennessee. I We know how big it is down there. But still doesn't excuse what the fans were doing. It shouldn't be getting bad to a point where people that are performing on the field, whether it's the football teams themselves, the cheerleaders, wherever, have to evacuate the field. It's a total disgrace and that fan base has just added to what a disgrace this football program has been the last couple of years. They've just played into their own hands here, to be honest with you. And there's the one thing I, sh I also would like to see gone now, which I wasn't aware of until this came out, was it's, the alcohol it's, sales. And, of I'm course, just, when people have oh. one too many, that's it. Oh, we're talking about the wedding you just went to, really? Oh. <laughs> hey, come on, jeez! You know, it's like uh, uh, stop with the stop no. with the personal stories. <laughs> hey, just because your friend decided to have the you know the wedding reception in Knoxville, all right? <laughs> Actually, no. Did, did, you, did you hear what this was? This was at Ron Jaworski's Downingtown Country Club. Really? And I was highly impressed with it. It was a beautiful venue, and I didn't want to leave. It was a great time. He didn't want to leave. <laughs> well, as I was having a fantastic time with all my high school friends back in town, we were at the, a place owned by the Eagles quarterback. How better could it be? He lost the Super Bowl. Move on. I, um, so you Hit didn't the want to leave. on the deck. Call the janitor. So you didn't want to leave, which meant you didn't want to come back to the show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always happy to be back on the show. No, sorry, it's not enough of a recovery for me. And, in fact, I actually technically worked during while we were waiting to do pictures and stuff like that because they they gave us a nice little setup where we had a pool table, and they gave us a nice TV, so I kept the games on. I watched a little bit of Arkansas and, uh, and, and a little bit of the Arkansas game. I watched a little bit of the Oklahoma State game. So I actually did get to see a little bit of college football on Saturday. So it all worked out well. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh... <laughs> and then all, all I did was just laugh a bunch of times at Iowa, and that was just great. That well, also I made mean, my day. I wasn't really going to talk much about that um, other than to say that all I said on Monday was this. If I'm Jeff Brom, I take the first 18 minutes of – the um, Penn State game, and that's the only 18 minutes I want to watch. I want to know how they they were moving out to a comfortable advantage, 17 to three in 18 minutes. The top four receivers in the Big Ten, in no particular order, 
are Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, David Bell of Purdue. Okay. Simple as that. Those are the top four in this conference. And Bell played like it on Saturday. Tremendous. Carl Loftus, the defensive end, was one of my five players to watch in the Big Ten this year when I had to vote back in the summer because I just think he's that good. He played great. They had no handle on him at all in the game. They just played great. They played great. And they, Purdue deserves all the credit. And by the way, Purdue cracked the top 25. Penn State, Ohio State's going to be a 7.30 game. Uh, so that will be on the uh, on October 30th. Uh, and so that's the story there. The Ed Orgeron story out at LSU. This is a this is a multi-layered story that uh, that I think the best quote I saw about it was uh, when it came to Ed Orgeron. Quote: He lost track of who he was. Brody Miller, the athletic, wrote this story. Um, and Brody Miller in The Athletic wrote about the inside Ed Orgeron's fall from celebrated son of Louisiana to LSU coaching pariah. It is multi-layered and not simple. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, Matt Leon today, uh, Chris Mack today, J.J. Cooper today, Kate Scott Wednesday on the show. So we got a lot going on. And then, of course, our high school roundtable. Sealands Grove continues to roll. Lewisburg continues to roll. And the Chief continues to sound great on the Chickalimie broadcast. You, sir, are my hero. Oh, do we have Dave today, Chikini today? Actually, we do not today. I got a late text that he got called into a beating, and he can't make today's show. That's fine. Okay, that's why we'll have Chris Mack at 406. Yeah, so we'll catch up with him next week. That's fine. That's fine. I always look forward to talking to Dave. It's great to talk to Dave. Um, I mean, I thought praising the Chief was my way of finding a way to say something nice about Shikalumi. How about that? No, it's respectable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not playing, but it's, <laughs> but it's you know, <laughs> kids are trying. Look, it's awfully hard because you know what? I don't know those kids at all, but you you can tell just by talking to Dave and Kevin, the kids are trying hard. They're trying really hard, and it's got to be nobody's going to be more frustrated than they are. Okay. All right. We'll come back more in a moment. Today's show is sponsored by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hooker fires over the middle. Caught! First down, Tennessee. 57 seconds. 
The spot is just short. He's a foot short according to the spot. His numbers. Not confirmed. The ruling stands. I think Kiffin's got a golf ball in his hand. I, I mean, I told you guys this. I've seen multiple vape pens come down onto the field. You got water bottles, beer. There's a whole uh, bottle of mustard that's down here on the <laughs> Lane told me, he said, this kind of hurt. Did it hit him? I asked him, and he walked away. This is getting stupid. Ole Miss having a... I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I'm on the Ole Miss sideline. I would not let my team be down here anymore. My team would not be on the sideline if I was down here. What kind of parameters are in place for just ending the game and taking them off the field? I mean, you got the Tennessee cheerleaders trying to avoid debris being thrown on the field. Mark Curls has the headset on. He's talking to the replay booth. Head coaches meeting out on the field. This is ugly. This home team has a chance to win the game with three timeouts remaining. Well, that was actually courtesy of the SEC Network. I was watching the game when this happened while Matt was partying with his high school buddies doing God knows what. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I was sitting there trying to get some like serious work done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm watching this uh, because most of the games were not good on Saturday. Uh, you know, TC Oklahoma was okay. I mean, it's like, eh. Alabama was rolling Mississippi State, and so I'm like looking around trying to find a good game, and I didn't care if it was a Mountain West game; didn't matter. And also, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, Tennessee and uh, and Ole Miss, pretty good game. So I flipped over and I started watching it, and then you know, and then of course, eventually this happens. I don't understand what's happening. I mean, I may have some understanding of it between Tennessee. What happened at Iowa? And remember, somebody threw a can of beer at one of the Iowa players. I mean, I'm sure they had one of the Purdue players on Saturday. And of course, the booing of the Iowa fans of, of Penn State players being injured. You know, Tennessee fans were booing the Ole Miss players that went down. Same thing. And of course, the fight at the Steelers game in the preseason that was just awful. It was massive. So, is this? passion is it alcohol fueled is it um gambling fueled or is it a little bit of all three i don't know but this is how i would solve the tennessee situation and i would solve it quickly and to the point i would tell that the fans of tennessee in no uncertain terms if i'm greg sankey you get one more chance one more. This happens again because it was the cheerleaders were being pelted by garbage bottles, cans, some of the full jar of mustard, everything like that, along with the players and a golf ball thrown at Lane Kiffin. This happens again. Your next home game in the conference will not be at home. It'll be at your opponent. Simple as that. Okay. You do this again, your next conference game at home is going to be away. And there won't be a makeup for it. That's the penalty for what, what you do. We're just going to start taking away home games from you. If you don't like it, leave. 
not a question. It's not a question of controlling behavior, because you can put out all the press releases you want, and ninety-eight percent of press releases, as you know, I think, are worthless and go to the shredder. We got words, lots of words, words, words. No, no, no. You need action. Okay. Here's the press release. What happened was disgusting. If it happens again at Tennessee, the next SEC home game that Tennessee has will be an away game. And that is a warning to everybody in the conference about fan behavior and objects thrown onto the field. Okay? You want to solve it? Solve it. But that's how you solve it. You start taking away the home games. No, it's don't penalize the players. They still get to play the game. They just can't play at home. And that's how you solve it. You know, people, they're doing what? Hey, you can get all the what? Guess what? You be mad at the people that are throwing stuff. But, 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 but what? You can't throw stuff on the field. You can't endanger, I mean, a golf ball? Imagine if Glenn Kiffin got hit in the head with a golf ball. Okay, imagine if that happened. I mean, he got hit by the golf ball, but it didn't hit him in the head. He's not wearing a helmet. He's got a headset on. But that's a golf ball. Who brings a golf ball to the game? In other words, you don't do it right away. You tell them that the next time this happens, in order to prevent a next time, you say the next time this happens, your next game after that will be a road game that is supposed to be at home. And it's going to be your fault as to why they're playing on the road and not at home. Okay. Now, that's an effective press release as opposed to we're all mad and disgusted. Okay, I got you. You're all mad and disgusted. Yeah, I mean, really, worthless words. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. So I, I uh, Sue told me he bought that star thing. I said, "Great, who'd you name it after?" He goes, "Who do you think? Me? Like, that's not the purpose of it. You're supposed to name it after somebody else." Help! I biggest star I can think of. Okay. <laughs> Stark, I think it was me. <laughs> okay, great. So. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! That, by the way, is your new voice of Shigalimi football. Ricky Ricardo. He'll do Shigalimi on Friday and the Eagles on Sunday. What do you think? I love it. Absolutely. Not only that, he's going to do the game in Spanish. Chief will jump in, do his part in English. Right? <laughs> And <laughs> I would listen then, to that. And then people would say, oh, my goodness, I never knew what I was missing. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. So there you go. All right. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com.
uh, auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever. Uh, Season does a great job of describing all this. She does a great job on all that stuff. And it's really with the best in the business. You always want to deal with, and that's what we do. We deal with what the people we think are the best in the business, and Purdy Insurance is that. Uh, Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Best in the business, that's why we deal with Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, best of new inventory, great pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 to 15, almost wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's uh, get into some Eagles talk. They made some news today with Lane Johnson coming back and explaining why he's been out. With that, we bring in the outstanding Matt Leon from Philadelphia. Sir, welcome back. It is a pleasure. All right, uh, Lane Johnson has come back. We've now found out why. Uh, as uh, he released a statement on his absence. So your thoughts? Um, You had gotten kind of uh, an idea that it was something personal, health-related, after the first game he missed, but it hadn't been a... It hadn't been pinpointed, but, uh, you know, struggling with anxiety and depression and something that uh, I don't think necessarily more people are suffering from it, but more people are being open about it, which is obviously a good thing all around as far as eliminating the stigma of it. But uh, it'll be good to have him him back, uh, you know, at tackle this week. Um, And they've obviously missed him in the, I think it was three games uh, that he has missed. And, you know, frankly, they can use all the help they can get right now. Dallas Goddard obviously is a good player. There's no getting around it. Uh, So they they move Zach Ertz to Arizona. Is this part of a fire sale or just a move they felt they had to make? I don't I would probably put it somewhere in the middle between move they had to make and fire sale. I think uh you know, they spent a lot of capital to get Dallas Goddard, whatever it was, four years ago. Um and Ertz has been so good for the organization, but I think they kind of felt it was time, you know, I would imagine there's going to be a contract extension coming for Dallas Goddard. Uh, at some point uh, for him to be the guy and see if he can be really the next Zach Ertz. Um, I think the potential's there. There's been inconsistency with Goddard. I think he's not as sure-handed as Ertz. I think he has the potential to be more explosive uh, than Ertz uh, was. But uh, I just think it was kind of time. And that being said, I also think if you've watched this team, they're not going anywhere. Uh, so it was a move that had to be made. Might as well make it sooner rather than later. I would imagine this was probably as good as the market was for Ertz. They got a fifth-round pick and a young prospect at cornerback. I think he was a sixth-round uh, draft pick. He but, was. Uh, yeah. You know, a guy apparently the Eagles were interested in. So uh, I would probably put it in the middle. I don't expect a flurry of moves now or they unload, you know, some of the other veterans. Uh, but uh, I think if we see a couple more performances like we've seen the last couple of weeks, you, you could see that. 
Uh, people have been wondering if they're going to move Miles Sanders. Um, when you know, obviously running the ball, they don't they haven't been comfortable running the ball, but he's at least been a part of the pass game. What's your thoughts on Miles Sanders? I have no idea what they're. I honest to God, I don't even say this like flippantly. I have no idea what they think of Miles Sanders because the second half against Tampa Bay, uh, a defensive unit that is probably on pace to set the record for the best run defense ever and Miles Sanders found a lot of room to run yes, in the second half of that game I think you know yeah but he only had one carry in the first half and that is the second time where they have just completely abandoned the running game proactively in the first it was same thing in Dallas yeah. and Sanders is too good I don't think Miles Sanders is a superstar but I think Miles Sanders is a top half back in the NFL, yep. and why you wouldn't, especially on a team with the young quarterback that is pretty limited talent-wise, why you wouldn't funnel the ball to him. And I'm not talking 30 carries, but more than one and a half of a competitive game, which I, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. I would not think they would want to move him, but there is obviously a lack of either confidence or a lack of belief or a lack of consistency because this is not just a one-game thing where you can kind of throw it out and say, all right, they got a little out of whack and the game got away from them. You know, this is multiple games now where it is very apparent that the game plan did not involve running the ball at all, let alone running it with Miles Sanders. And they do use him a little bit in the passing game. Yes. But they don't use him, you know, to the point where – you know, you watch a Chargers game, they are finding ways to get Austin Eckler the ball. Doesn't like, help. there are backs like that where even if he doesn't run the ball 20 times, he is a very big part of what they want to do. And not just, oh, the quarterback's in trouble, I'm going to dump it off. Like, they're they're getting him the ball. The Eagles do not do anything like that with Miles Sanders. And it boggles my mind. And they're asked about it, and they kind of – deny what you saw and you know like I said if it was a one-off you brush it off but it's obviously not a one-off and you know I don't know where you go I don't I don't know I keep thinking that they'll the thing with Andy Reid Andy Reid used to get into these situations where they'd come out of a game and throw 55 passes and run at 12 in a game that was never more than a seven-point game either way and he would kind of say you know no he would deny it but then the next month and a half, it would be 50-50. So they obviously learned a lesson, even if they don't want to admit it. With Sirianni, you haven't even had the course correction. Like, you get the denial that they're not trying to do something, and then you get all this talk about, well, the RPOs, and they count, we count those as runs, and and (laughs) just because Miles isn't touching the ball doesn't mean he's not getting touches, and that makes no sense. And, you know, it just it's nonsensical, but you're also not seeing any kind of a correction where you can say they might not admit it, but they learned the lesson. So I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. It's baffling to watch them. All right. Uh, yeah, it is. I've said about quarterbacks for the most part, a quarterback in college, and then they'll get to the pros and a little bit of time. They'll improve some, but usually to me, they are who they are. Jalen hurts to me is, that's who he is. Uh, you know, what we watched at Alabama, what we watched at Oklahoma, is he better than he was at Oklahoma? No doubt he's better, but I think he's close to his ceiling. When you watch him, what do you think? 
I think he misses throws he should make. I think he makes a lot of plays with his legs. I also think he is being poorly served by play calling and game plans. Yeah. Once again, I come back to that running game. Yeah. Like, you know, why not lean on that? And because you watch that game against Tampa Bay, the thing I came away from that game, especially in the first half, every play they ran, and I mean this honestly, literally every play they ran looked like a broken play. Yep. Agreed. You, you know what I mean? Nothing seemed to make any sense. Nothing. There was no rhythm to anything. There was no uh, working off of one successful play with something else. Mm -hmm. It was just snap the ball back to Jalen. Somebody comes free uh, defensively. He runs for his life. Maybe he gets a first down. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he throws it on the run. So, you know, it's kind of a cop-out, but I really think it is hard to judge what – Jalen Hurts is. Now, like I said, that being said, he misses way too many throws that he should make Mm -hmm. when he's not under duress. But, you know, he's also had a backup offensive line for the most part. They had one game where they started four backups, you know, and while the play hasn't been terrible, even with all the absences, there's a lot of things working against Jalen Hurts that most quarterbacks don't have working against them. Yeah. So, I guess my my short answer is I don't know what they have. I, I don't know. You know, because it's one of those, he's a great fantasy football quarterback because all the rushing yardage, and he puts up numbers for the most part. Yeah. But they're a two-win team. They've earned being a two-win team. They're probably a blocked punt from being, you know, a one-win team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are not, you know... I know they only lost that Tampa game by six. If you watched that game, it was stunning that it was that close at the end right. because you felt like it was two teams at two completely different no levels doubt. of execution. No, no doubt. And it was the same thing you saw when they played Dallas, you know, and even when they played Kansas City, they did some things offensively. But, you know, as we have seen, Kansas City has some serious big-picture deficiencies on defense. Yes, but do. you never got the, the idea they were going to win that game. No. Like, you know, it was so – you know, I, I told this that I don't know. I don't know. Nick Sirianni, he was very overmatched at this point. It's his first year. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know how much it's fair to judge him by, but you just somebody put on Twitter, and I wish I knew who it was, offensively with the Eagles, said the Eagles run plays, they don't run an offense. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was That's right. A great description where it's just let's try this. Let's try this. You have yeah. no idea who they want to be offensively. They just kind of throw stuff against the wall, and hopefully it works. And even if it works, it doesn't mean they're going to go back to it. And even because this didn't work, doesn't mean they're going to keep trying it. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't I mean, know if that like, does that question like, any justice. Let me put it this way. I mean, when I look at Hurts, uh, he, this is his whole career. Uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, the Eagles. He'll make some throws. You go, wow, really good throw. He'll yeah. make some of you go, holy mackerel, bad. What the heck was he thinking there? Okay, three, always can run well. Okay, and then is a great leader. Nothing's changed. That's who he is. Um, yeah. Ben, you've scored as many points in the preseason as Ben Simmons. What is, what is his status? Does anybody know? He's practicing, and I'll be, I, I never thought it would get to this point. I thought, I didn't think they were going to be playing 
I don't know. I'm stunned that he came back. It's amazing that one or two missed checks and all of a sudden <laughs> – Yes, <laughs> he yes. He didn't down nearly as badly as he thought he yeah. did. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to fly in the locker room. You know, uh, Ben's camp said a lot of things they probably regret saying now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the one line and, you know, came out anonymously, but that he thought playing with Joel Embiid had run its course, which is one of the more absurd things I've ever heard, yeah. you know. <laughs> Playing with the preeminent big man of my generation, nah, I've had enough of that. Like, that just doesn't, you know. So, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> if the locker room accepts them, yeah. they should they should be okay. But yeah. is there any reason to believe? Let's put all the politics and all the, you know, emotion and everything aside. Is Ben Simmons the exact same player he was last year? Yeah. No need to believe any different. So, mm-hmm. got a guy who won't shoot, who, against a lot of teams – We'll be able to do a lot of things, but when the money's on the table in big games, Sixers are going to be playing four on five on offense, and who knows if they're going to be able to overcome that. So, I don't know. I really – I didn't think he would ever come back and report. Um, but yeah. Sixers, Sixers called his bluff, and, you know, I know he's practicing with them, and I think – he might talk uh, one of the next couple days, and that'll be interesting. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see. No, I'll, I'll say this: you know what, players need fewer people in their quote camp. All right, uh. <laughs> I'm with you there because I think that he's gotten some woeful in, yeah, like sure people has. in his ear, woeful yeah, advice. Yep, my friend, it's so, always a pleasure. Thank, thank you, thank so you, much. my friend. All right, Matt Leon. From Philadelphia. Chris Mack, next half hour, talk about the Steelers' performance last night. May not be the grade A, but you know what? You know, you don't do style points. They won. And they have a bye week coming up. Great to have you with us today's show. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. The best in the business. Any of your insurance needs, they'll take care of it and they'll find you the best price too. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. The weather is getting cooler and the leaves are changing in central PA. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. If your current agent is falling short, it's time to give Purdy Insurance a call. We're a local, family-owned, independent agency ready to find the right insurance to fit your needs. You can call us at 570-286-5855, stop in our office on Market Street in Sunbury, or head to our website at purdyinsurance.com to find out what we can do for you. 
Koontz is ready. Snap is down. Buzz. Kick is good. And this game is over. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, it wasn't Demona Lisa. But it certainly is their second win in a row. And they head to the bye at 3-3. Three and three. That's accurate. It wasn't a pretty game last night by any stretch of the imagination. Talk to Chris Mack about that in the next half hour. Uh, Ed Orgeron out at LSU. He will coach the rest of the season. Uh, This is is a complicated story about when you get to the peak of something and you lose track of who you are. This is complicated in several areas. Number one, uh, you don't have the same senior leadership or upper-class leadership that you had before. Uh, which really changed. I mean, I'll give you the, you know, you listen to Mike Krzyzewski, he'll say when Shane Battier was at Duke, he says he didn't worry about the team, Shane would take care of it. When Mike Reed was at Penn State, Joe would say Mike Reed will handle it. And LSU had that in Devin White, Joe Burrow, Grant Delpit, Damian Lewis, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Lloyd Cushenberry, Patrick Queen. They could take care of the locker room. They lost that, and, they, and, and he made some mistakes. Uh, along the way. And he had run-ins with fans. He had a nasty public divorce. Then suddenly he was single, and people say he lost focus on football, and he was uh, there were several incidents with women along the way that uh, they say where he lost focus, and they, they said that, it, you know, that to... A lot of people, he was not focused on football anymore. He was focused on something else. Uh, then there are the there's the Title IX suit, football absolutely implicated. There are the other off-the-field issues that dealt with several of his players he didn't handle. And then... He lost his locker room by some of his political views. And they say they did a very poor job of uh, when they had peaceful protests of racial inequality, Orgeron wouldn't support it. And he lost his locker room. I mean, it's just a long list. It's complicated. But I will say this. He's got a long list of complicated issues that lead to him not coaching any longer at LSU when this season is over with. Somebody still has to explain to me at LSU why Will Wade is still the basketball coach. When one of the senses of your biography deals with FBI wiretaps, that's not good.